Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host, Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Gina. It's been, it's it's been, been a while. It's been a minute. I know. I was about to say that. I was like, what do people say again? <laughs> It's been a it's minute. Been a minute. I was a little bit too old for that saying, no, but I didn't no. know if it meant if they were like that means it's a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been ages. It's been a lot to catch up on. Yeah, How have you been? Um, Grant. Yeah, Grant. Uh, you know, Christmas happened, mm-hmm. and that was really busy. And then we took a week off after Christmas, and now it's February, so that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been really it's been busy. So I was like thankful for the holidays because we did get right. a week off during the holidays, which was lovely. Yeah, because the Christmas to New Year's is exhausting. After that, I was like, this is. You know what, people? It's always weird. Is that everyone's like, you get two weeks off at Christmas? Yeah, no, you it's don't. Like, no, you don't. You're like cooking, or you yeah, know, you get the week of- off in between Christmas yeah. and New. That's a one week, right. seven days. That's all you got, and then if you don't. Because you don't get any days before Christmas. Right. And the and lead up is always so stressful. Yeah. The lead, with like finishing work stuff, tying up the, because the new year, we're yeah. in 2022 now, which is crazy. Yeah. I know. But I know we had a nice, we went up to a spa up north in Northern California and um, oh, that was really lovely. Yeah, it was great. So that was, um, that was just like a lovely time, especially like right. a, just after the new year, we mm-hmm. went up and it was kind of like a, what do you call it, a reset. Mm-hmm. Much needed. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot to look forward to. Bigger, bolder baking. You guys have the Academy. So that's yeah. something fun. So that's what we've been working hard on the last right. few months is the Academy, um, which I'll say more about later. And uh, there's a lot of other, there's always, there's always a lot going on. Good stuff I'm, I'm not even going to bother teasing <laughs> what's, com- what's to come, but there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Stay tuned. So stay tuned. A lot of good yeah. stuff. Okay, so this episode, it's pretty cakey. I'm going to warn you now. There's okay. a lot of good cake stuff in there. Um, but first, we're starting with a donut because we love donuts. What better way to mm-hmm. start the year off? So Dawn Foods has come out with a sourdough donut mix. Mm. And obviously, 2020, the lockdown, we saw like the uproar of mm-hmm. sourdough obsession. It's my favorite bread. I don't, what is your favorite kind of bread? The bready type. I like all like bread. Like just bread. So you just, like I sourdough. Just car- I love carbs. Yeah, carbs yeah. are the best. So this donut, so it's a basically a combination of sourdough bread, a yeast raised donut. Is that the cakey donut? Yeast no. Raised? Okay, good. I like a fluffy. That's a buttermilk donut that you were talking oh, about. I love that. The, like the ones that right sidecar make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Delish. are the best. Okay, so this is that. It's sourdough bread, yeast raised donut. Um, basically, it's a buttery sourdough flavor, and then it has a nice light texture, which I love. Um, so it's a really cool experience. Is it hard to sort of mix donut and bread? Like, how do you get that texture right? To be honest with so 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 a donut is a yeast of dough anyway. Right. Okay. Except for the one. So you've got two types of donut. No, we've got kind of three, but like real donuts, you've got two. Yeah. You've got the buttermilk kind that yep. is raised with a leavening agent and buttermilk or mm-hmm. like an acid. And then you've got the yeasted kind mm-hmm. that is a traditional, like say a Krispy Kreme donut. Oh, yeah. And great. then <laughs> the uh, cakey ones are like sidecar donuts and which is a place in, in uh, Los Angeles. But um, so what was your question again, Gina? How is it difficult? Is so it difficult? Is it is it wrong of me to say that when I think sourdough, I think sort of dense? Yeah, you know, you're you're right. So, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. Um, I would. I'd be. I'd be curious to try it. Right. But you said it's a mix, though. So you got to do it yourself at home. Yeah. So it's a donut, a sourdough donut mix, mm. which also making donuts at home is always just seems daunting to I me. Will, How do you even do that? 
It's it's not that bad. Honestly, okay. it's not that bad. So if either or, so the, the buttermilk ones are super easy. Yeah. And then the yeasted ones are easy too. You just have to wait for um, a, a yeasted dough. The one thing that I would, that's like, like making my spidey senses tingle yeah. <laughs> about this is that usually, so I know this company and usually when you buy something mm-hmm. that's a mix mm-hmm. that has fla- sourdough flavoring or powdered sourdough right. or whatever, it ends up being... Uh, very artificial Mm, and and uh and uh like sourdough is 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 such a night it's such a it's it's a mild kind of fermented boozy flavor and and the artificial stuff is just like like a fake sourdough so I wouldn't be like beating down their door to try it let's say yeah it could be a little interesting well if you could pick another bread to combine like a donut bread combo what would you pick Mm. Donut bread combo. No, I, I adore focaccia, but that's not, that's not a donut. That's, right. Those two things don't mix. Mm, oh, oh, oh. Ooh, what is it? Well, it, this isn't actually creative. <laughs> like, do you know what I made recently is um for actually for the Academy, we made um Hokkaido rolls, which are oh, milk that? bread rolls. Oh. This Japanese sweet uh, bread. So it's like the softest, mm. most butteriest. I can picture it. Dough. Um, but I would deep fry that stuff. You know what I would deep fry? Like cinnamon raisin bread. Like a nice cinnamon oh, raisin donut. I think ra- it would be like an odd texture, but I would definitely be into that flavor combo. Yeah. I love cinnamon raisin. It's so good. Have you ever had a cinnamon raisin Butter. bagel? Yeah, they're like a they're, they're really good. In college, yeah, yeah. I ate a lot of... Freshman 15 came from bagels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all I ate all day. <laughs> Those and the chocolate chip ones. Um, okay, so moving on to other big things happening this year. So Pinterest, basically, they're predicting a huge year for cakes. 2022, according to them, the year of the cake. Okay. And I guess, allegedly, in 2021, Pinterest said that 8 out of 10 of their predict- predictions for the year came true. So No way. Yeah, so based off of their track record last year, these are probably going to be popular. They're mm-hmm. saying gravity-defying cake ideas, which... I feel like we Haven't saw a we lot seen of those, those yeah, already, right? like literally seven years ago. On all of like the competition yeah. shows, I feel like everyone did yeah. the gravity on defying. everybody's YouTube channel yes. who makes cakes. Like a, a jar of ma- just to describe to you guys in case you can't picture it, a a um they always a used packet of skittles coming like standing Upside up in down. the air and coming down onto the cake or you know I never maple understood? syrup or something. The amount of PVC pipe used to create yeah and rice crispy treats. Yeah, that was my other thing. How much cake are these people who are ordering these cakes actually getting? I'm like half of this is rice krispies. Half of it's rice krispies. I, I don't even understand. So I was shocked by that. They said it's going to be up by seventy percent, and I was like. We've already been there, done that, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm I definitely over that. Me too. Um, unusual cakes, which I think that leaves a lot to the imagination. Like, what is an unusual cake? What does that mean? I guess basically like size or flavor. Because they also said art cake ideas, and then following that is a bubble cake. And I was like, what is a bubble cake? <laughs> because Did you Google it? Oh, yeah, I Googled it. It said it was going to be up 55%. And all that I found were some of them were decorated with these gelatin bubbles. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're cute. They're really, like, pretty and... They look fun for like a birthday. Um, and then the other one I saw was spherical like truffle cakes that looked like bubbles, but they were sort of mini and in the shape of an actual bubble. But the gelatin bubbles, I'm like, can you even eat that? Is that part edible? Um, I've tried to make Oh my this. God, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I am not. Um, I'll tell you what I tried to do. A few years ago, 
Um, well, I think when I started Bigger Boulder Baking, I think what I know what I tried to do. I made a birthday cake yeah. really early on and I wanted to stick these little balloons on top of the birthday cake. That's cute. So, but I tried to make them with gelatin and it was, they, t- and it, I don't, have you ever, do you know what gelatin tastes like or smells like? Mm-mm. It's too sugary, right? It's, it's, it is, it's, it's a very specific, it's, it's, um, Mm. It's, it's made from um the hoofs of like animals so it is yeah so <laughs> that gelatin was like yummy no no oh my god no it's I'm a necessary horrified. evil yeah so if you're not if you're vegetarian you shouldn't be eating gelatin eat yeah but um I, I, I you know what I'm gonna to have to research that because I'm now I'm afraid that I, I might be misspoke. It is it does no, come I, from it does come yeah. from, from like from animals but does I don't know if it it's smell like it does it does it absolutely does oh. Yeah, and if you taste it, if you, if you, like, you shouldn't ever really taste it in a dessert, <laughs> but if you, like, microwave it, because you melt it and you smell it, it's, it's pretty it's nasty. Foul. Yeah. It is. So these bubble things were absolutely disgusting, but they didn't even, but see, like this, they didn't, they all, like, collapsed, but this is not my area of expertise. No. I should not be making yeah. bubbles, anything. <laughs> but how do you even, like, like, when I think creating gelatin bubbles, I think of, like, what I've seen with people like using sugar like the sugar decorating where they stretch it mm-hmm. and it's malleable is yeah. gelatin the same way gelatin is more malleable oh wow okay. um I I'm just trying to see you're talking about oh here we go so this is what I tried to do and yeah. it was an absolute disaster bubble cake with edible bubbles so yes. google that yes yeah is They're that what really you're talking cute. about yeah I tried to do that and it would uh, so what ended up happening is I think I ended up buying water balloons and stuck it on top of the cake <laughs> Well, and, you know, disclaimer, the bubbles might actually not be edible because apparently no. they smell disgusting. <laughs> um, so that's okay. So that's a thing now? Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. And the last one they had was 3D cakes, which is sort of going off of that. Well, are but, the 3D cakes? Didn't we already do those? Yeah, the horiz- The horizontal, like the um, the angled ones where yeah. they're all like decorated. These a lot, like these to me feel a little old, but the one that was new was the bubble cake, which is why I like that, did a lot of yeah. Googling. I was like, this is fun. And I could see this being really cute and catching on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said that now a lot of visitors like go, will go to a cafe and they're going to get cake. So they think cake will come back with tea. Like people will go into a That's bake. true. Really? I did you hear think that. So? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because afternoon tea has really made a resurgence and it's not they're just saying that the yeah. tea is going to become the new happy hour. It is. Well, actually not, not in this house, but, um, <laughs> I have a tea time. My tea time is at three o'clock every single day. Like I do have tea time. Wait, I But my happy that. hour, I do not replace my my happy hour drinks with my with tea. tea. <laughs> it's funny because in college, there's this place in Boston called the Thinking Cup and they have a couple um, locations around the city. And I used to go there a lot to get my work done. And I would always go in and get green tea and a slice of their German chocolate cake. <laughs> so I'm like, I was on this trend five years ago, but I love it. I love that people are going to be getting tea and cake. Yeah. Just like meet me at the bakery, we'll have some cake and tea. And tea becoming the new happy hour, I don't know. I don't know if I can see it happening. I can see it becoming a, uh, like a tradition. Like in Ireland, we, like the kettle is constantly on all around the country okay. in people's homes, yeah. constantly yeah, yeah, having yeah. a cup of tea. Late at night, eight o'clock at night, having a cup of tea, having, you know, two cups of tea in the morning, you know, it's, right. it's, it's like constant. Lifestyle. It is. And then yeah. you see your, you, somebody comes, somebody drops by your house have for a chat tea. and you all have, you all have a cup of tea. And then as somebody there's, as they're about to leave, somebody else comes in. So then you sit back down again and have more tea. But, um, so it's part of like my ritual. I do coffee in the morning. I do tea at pretty much three o'clock every single day. Okay. 
And do you have a spe- like a certain flavor? Uh, Irish breakfast tea. Always. So just black okay. tea. Yeah. Yeah. With milk though. I tried a new tea this weekend. What it was, was it? it's maca. I think that's how you say it. M-A-C-A. Mm-hmm. Not matcha, but maca. Oh, I think I know that. You know, all the reviews were lovely. They were like, it's a nice like popcorn caramel. I was like, oh, this sounds great. I, I don't know if I did it wrong. I don't even know how you can make tea wrong, but it, I couldn't even drink it. I could not drink it. It was, it's just the, the smell really. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it had such great reviews. So I was all excited for my new tea flavor. Yeah, it was awful. I was, I, I would, st- I kind of stay away from flavoredy stuff. Really? Like, yeah. Like for instance, like if you, if it, like you're saying it had popcorn and caramel flavors. Yeah. Like a good nutty burnt flavor. It was yeah, good, yeah. See if I wanted those flavors, I would just eat popcorn and caramel. <laughs> so you don't like any flavored tea? I uh, No, absolutely not. No, never. I just have black tea. I feel like I've never Always. even had like English breakfast. I just yeah. go for fun flavors like passion fruit or peach that's what we know we we would always because it's such like traditionally you would have black tea right um then i yeah no i'm not a big flavor fan of those kinds of things because i've and sometimes i know nowadays you can get way better tea bags Mm -hmm. but sometimes you know they kind of taste and smell a bit artificial i had that situation what would be your uh cake flavor of choice then with your tea um Mine's choice. definitely German chocolate. Really? It's so with the good. coconut and stuff? Yeah. I'm with not like into the that. chunky frosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, I have to it. say, I don't get the big deal about it. that cake. No, I don't. I've gotten that frosting like pre-made in like the tubs, you know, yeah. and I've just put that on like normal cake because I love that frosting. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, you know, I love red, uh, red velvet cake yeah. with cream cheese frosting. See, I can't do the cream I love carrot cake. Oh, oh, carrot cake is so no, no, good, no, Gina. No, no, no. Yeah, my boyfriend loves carrot cake, and I'm like, it's oh, like, why would you just, just so eat a good. carrot? Like, why would you ruin? No, 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 dessert? it's not the same thing. I don't know. It's delicious. It's a, a good carrot cake is really delicious. All right. Well, speaking of, we have more cakes. We're okay. not even done. Keep going. Hi, Bold Bakers. I want to let you know about the Bold Baking Academy. It's the academy that I started to give you, the baker, a deeper learning experience where you'll develop new baking skills and techniques and apply them to all new monthly courses with exclusive recipes each week. You will not find this content anywhere else. So far, we have taken a deep dive into bread making. We covered special occasion desserts. And this month is all about cheesecakes. There's also the Baking Concierge, which is one of my favorite parts of the academy. Essentially, it is a hotline direct to me and my team of experts to ask us any of your baking queries or questions. For more information, head to academy.biggerbolderbaking.com to join us. I can't wait to see you there. So I've heard about this whole thing for years. And then I did a deep dive. I did a lot of research on this. Have you ever heard of Colin the Caterpillar Cakes? No, I've they no look idea like what this. that is. Um, you guys can Google it. But I oh, I've seen yeah, this guy. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah. Is that his name? He's That's his name? name. Colin the Caterpillar. Yeah, Colin so the Caterpillar. I feel like I wish somebody else was in the room that was born in the eighties. But I feel like um, as parties as kids, there was a they thing. would get so the, what's he? This looks like a Swiss roll, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A Swiss roll. I think so you'd buy yep. a Swiss roll in the shop, Marks and Spencers. Marks and Spencers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is exactly what we had as kids. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so wanted one for so long. You'd get a a, a a Swiss roll, and then you'd put this like. So we, I never had it as as a thing, but I remember seeing these at kids' parties. How do you make a Swiss roll from scratch? Like to oh, get that design, well, right? To get the spiral. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. You, oh, okay. Um, it's. It's a very thin cake. It's yeah, made yeah. a different method to like yellow cake. You you beat up the eggs and mm-hmm. stuff, get a lot of air into it. And 
so it is it makes it kind of pliable so then later on you bake it thin you bake it only for a short amount of time and then you roll it well so you're not baking in a special pan. no <laughs> oh, i'm like way off you guys if you guys have googled this you'll see what i'm talking about it looks like a caterpillar like a 3d caterpillar but wait so you bake it flat yeah but how does it not crack and stuff when you're rolling it so so and what do you roll it around itself <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> I would stink at this. Gosh, Gina, I've missed you. (laughs) (laughs) But like, how does it not crack? I really don't get that. So this is what you call a Swiss roll. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about having tea. Right. And uh, something to have with tea. This Mm -hmm. is very traditional. Oh, Because they sell them in all the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Um, So like something that you would buy, like pre-packaged, slice it. It's a Swiss roll, which is cake on the outside Mm -hmm. and a kind of a frosting and a creamy frosting in the middle. And then... Uh, often covered coated in chocolate so I think like McVish like there's brands out there who've made them for donkey's ears but what this is so you make a cake yeah a special type of cake it's yeah. called a Genoa sponge that kind of Genoa a uh, brace yourself Gina because it's going to be I'm going to be throwing a lot at you here <laughs> okay you bake that um you then take it out of you bake it on a flat yeah not a cake pan a flat thin cookie sheet okay then you take it out while it's still warm you roll it up so so it gets so it's kind of like a muscle memory yeah because you have to roll it later on so you have to do it while it's warm oh. and doing this while it's warm makes it more pliable and it will mm-hmm. stop you getting cracks later okay okay you still with me yeah i'm with you okay so then we put <laughs> our frost so it's so, so it's down flat so you put your frosting whatever it is uh, on the whole top mm-hmm. then you go from whether well, a short side you go from the side and you roll it up nice and tight mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. and you end up with a Swiss roll that That's looks so cool. like this. We actually just did this for the Academy oh, and um, cool. uh, we did, I'm gonna, like, gonna, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but it's a carrot cake. It's a really amazing. Oh, okay, really you guys have to amazing. check that out. Um, but, so you get this beautiful spiral when you right. cut off the ends. Um, that's how you make one of these from scratch okay. what they did here and what they did in the 80s was uh, you get them at the store and I can see his like, name's Colin his name is Colin he's got <laughs> Smarties on top of him Gina he's so cute like Smarties like they went to the grocery store they picked up a Swiss roll I don't know what that is for his face he's got he's got those he has um, he's so buttons cute. so his eyes oh you buttons. know what no it says milk cotton be- milk sorry milk chocolate beans what are milk chocolate beans? They're Smarties. They can't say Smarties. Oh. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, what's a milk chocolate bean? That's what it is. It's Smarties. Okay. Yeah. Which are huge, which are really popular. And, and then the his f- eyes are buttons. What you'd give, yeah. these are what you'd give kids when you're small, a little bag of buttons. Oh no And way. it's just chocolate drops. They said that, according to Wikipedia, more than 15 million of these have been sold since are it was introduced f- in the wow. 1990. 15 million since the 90s. That's like crazy. You've probably never seen one of these before, have you? No, but I've seen them like in, in YouTube videos and stuff. Like lately, I've I've seen some people with them and I'm like, I've got to get one of those. I think we have to make sweet. one of those. They're, call them the Caterpillar. Yeah. You should. They're so cute. Okay, so this wow. is what really excited That's me. That's a blast from the past. Because apparently, yes, Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. They have, I don't know if they're going to do it this year, but in the past, they've had Valentine's versions and they have his girlfriend, Connie. Aww. So it's Colin and Connie. And I'm like, that has to be the cutest thing. And they have like hearts sprinkled all over them. It says there's a twinkling in their eyes. You know, it's very cute. That's sweet. Yeah. So I, they're not popular in Ireland. It's just like, or are they? No, they are. It's like all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The UK. It's a very British. It's it's a um. It's a. Mm, I wouldn't even say European. Um, I don't know if it came from. Br- 
Britain, like it could be an Anglo thing. So okay. it could be just um, like Commonwealth countries like yeah. Australia also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada also. I don't know. But all I know is that I saw them in the late 80s, early 90s. It's funny because I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, what is like, what do we have, right? That's like a colony caterpillar. And I was like, we have a peep. What's that? Oh, those things. Wait, what do you Oh, mean? no, I know what they are. I know what they are. Gemma, peeps are amazing. Gina. I mean, you know I love sugar. It is amazing. No. And they're so cute. They Now they make like um, chocolate covered peeps. I honestly don't think we have time for this conversation. I'm just saying I'm a big fan of peeps and I looked it up. They're from Pennsylvania. Uh, so yeah. I don't care where they're from. I'm still not eating them. You should make peeps. You should make no, peeps. No, I will absolutely not make peeps. I think you guys they're comment. pink. Comment on Gemma on Bigger Boulder Baking if you want Gemma to make peeps. I'm not making peeps. <laughs> I'm not. I won't even eat them. I did taste one one time because I was just curious, even though I knew in the back of my mind. Yeah. Okay, so I got, um, sometimes I get a little bit of like flack because when I haven't, when it's something that like I didn't grow up with and something yeah, that you yeah, did, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. So right, I'm going right, to, right. let Are me you just, give George some. No, probably not. <laughs> Let me just tell you, um, I've tried them. It's I didn't grow up with these, so yeah. I get the nostalgia factor. Right, right. But um, I, I have to say, I just don't think they're good for you. No, they're not. A lot of like, I don't think a lot of people in my family even liked them, but I loved them. Yeah. Big people. I do love marshmallows though. And marshmallows are um, like all <laughs> full of all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong. I do like marshmallows. Yeah. Just the peeps are just like, no. It's a different kind. Mm -mm. It's, it is it's a different kind. It's very manufactured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have time for this week for our hot topics. We're going to be moving on to grain of salt. Okay. So we know that these are fact or myth. Gemma's going to sort of fill us in. Um, you should always sieve flour sieve that's how you say it right sieve sieve um no you don't always have to sieve flour okay i never sieve flour as Gemma already that knows that doesn't surprise me gina <laughs> well i'm like what is it even do? i get the purpose was just to like get out the extra it aerates the flour and, and get out any lumps which are okay. rare nowadays yeah, and like, then uh, but to aerate so for instance when you're making see the cake we just talked about the mm -hmm. um genoise sponge something like that would benefit from sifting oh. over the so something light okay yeah 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 if you want to keep it nice but honestly I, I made one the other day I didn't sift it over like I, I honestly since I I so growing up I always sifted all the flour really? I sieved sieved all the flour all the time and then when I started working in professional kitchens uh who especially is the time you know in the U.S. we just we nobody you just don't sieve flour no my mom was always big on it like when I used to bake with her she was like you always have to sift the flour sift the flour and I'm like yeah this is so annoying so sometimes if she wasn't looking I would just dump <laughs> I would just dump what was left over into the wall like it's done you know she didn't know. Cakes came up fine. Um, our next one is bringing it back to the beginning. Cast irons. Do mm -hmm. they heat evenly? Oh, I don't know. Should I know that? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know? Yeah, sure. Okay. This said that it was a myth. It's um, less conductive than most cookware materials. So an iron skillet is one of the least even vessels, which I didn't know. It's less, it's as even, but it, is it, is it, is it less conductive? Is that what they're saying? They're saying it is less conductive. Yeah. Okay. For what's most conductive? You like guys know I love iron? a cast iron. <laughs> <laughs> I, mine is still dirty in the bottom of my drawer. Dirty or rusty? Well, rusty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it also dirty, Gina? Probably. Yes. Gina. <laughs> um, was that it? 
We have one more. Okay. So and then we still have asked, we still have asked Gemma's. We have three questions okay, from followers. Uh, okay. So this one is, there's no difference in liquid measuring cups and dry flower measuring cups. So it doesn't matter if you use the same ones. Um, I, I don't know how to answer this. Let's say, do you use different? Yes. Okay. Does and Gina I recommend know? no, no, we don't. We know we don't. I think we know the answer to that. I, I recommend you use liquid for liquid and, and measuring and measure, cups. Yeah. So it's the same. Um, it is the same. It is the same volume, right? And so, so you can you can do that. You know, there's, yes. there's a lot of stuff you can do. Yes. Okay, just don't let me see you doing it. Okay. But what's the benefit, I guess, of using the correct? Well, you just answered your own well, question yeah. there. <laughs> I will say I, I had the like Pyrex, the big ones, and I was using those for everything. Uh-huh. I did just invest in dry measuring cups. Did you, wait a second, you did the reverse. You put dry ingredients in the in liquid the <laughs> for like a year now. Yeah, yeah. But I just invested in some dry. I was like, oh, because it got too hard to tell because the Pyrex, I don't know if any of you have like big it was huge, you know, mm-hmm. it was like a two cup thing with, and I'm like, I just can't even really tell what's what. No. So, you know, when you tell me you have issues with yeah. recipes, <laughs> this is why. Yeah. This I is did why. make brownies last night and they, not good. It's my oven though. We've concluded. No, no. I'm pretty no, sure no, it's, it's you, Gina. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not your oven. Uh, we have three Ask Gemmas and then we are good for this episode. So okay. our first one is from Facebook. It's from Catherine Zevel. How can I learn to create my own recipes? And I thought that's a great question that is a good question how can I learn to create my own recipes I'll tell you the simplest way so I can do that after years of experience yeah 10 years ago could I create my own recipes like not as good as I can today mm-hmm. I would say if you want to if you want to um create your own recipes the best thing you can do is um they say imitation is the best form of flattery. I mm-hmm. would say take a recipe that you like. Okay. And something that is like versatile and, um, you know, make some changes to it that way. And I might like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think, cause you can't, you can't just adapt all recipes. Right. Um, but the, the best thing to do is start from a base recipe and then okay. build on it from there. It's much easier to do this with savory than it is sweet. You can still do yeah, it with sweet. Yeah, I think like a cake is a cake. You yeah, know? but think about this. So if when you think it is, so a cake is a cake and you should follow those measurements. Yeah. Um, can you fold in cocoa powder to a cake mix that has no cocoa powder? No, you shouldn't do that. Oh. You're going <laughs> to... I'm learning. Um, you're going to end up with like... You're, you're not going to end up with the cake that you want. It's going okay. to be drier and it's just not going to be yeah. the same. So if you want a chocolate cake, make one that's formulated for a chocolate cake. Got it. But like when you talk about like just something I do a lot and I actually did it today was I adore fried bananas. What? I adore. What do you mean? Like like kind of caramelized bananas. You just eat them plain? No, no, no. I will. I, no, no, no. I, so for dessert, right? I always have bananas in my house. This is even before George was born. We always have bananas and we always have ice cream. Okay. So if you wanted dessert, but there was nothing, like technically nothing to hand, um, I would fry off bananas in a pan with some sugar and some wow. uh, butter, get them all caramelized mm-hmm. and delicious. And then I, I make kind of like almost a caramel sauce in the pan, you know, that with the sugar good. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I would pour that over um, vanilla ice cream. So those are the kind of recipes that you can get creative with. Right. And definitely just do your own thing. All right. 
that's good. It's a great question because I think like I have so many of my grandmother's recipes, right? I'm like, oh, this was my grandmother's yeah. like cream cheese squares or whoopie pie recipe. And I'm like, how do I come up with these? You know? Yeah. Our next one is from Lakshmi R on Facebook as well. Can I lessen the amount of sugar a cake calls for and by how much? And will this affect the overall outcome of the cake? No, no, yes. So no, you cannot lessen. I, the sugar. I don't recommend it okay. because your very because of your very last question, will yeah. it affect the outcome? Yes, it will. So like, um, so what's her name? Sorry, I missed that. Um, Lakshmi, I think. Lakshmi. Lakshmi R. It's a nice name. Um, so you so you can do that. Mm-hmm. You you if you you can lessen sugar. Okay. You will if you if you do change up the ingredients, change up the like think of it of a, as a math problem. Yep. Change up the formulation, you will get a different, different result. Cake. So, but will it be like inedible? You know, like maybe not. Maybe it could be totally fine. Will it be a little bit heavier or different? Like, or what, maybe not as moist because mm-hmm. sugar adds moisture. Um, like these are things to factor in. So, if you want to change a recipe and experiment, yeah, try that. I would say with fundamental ingredients like sugar and flour and stuff I'd be very careful okay yeah so you can pull it back a little bit pull it back a little bit and try it because I've been in that place I know you're looking at me like you know I know you have (laughs) you know like I think I have enough sugar Mm -hmm. and then I have like kind of enough Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh can I make the cake but I never do because I don't know no but then you measure it in your your measuring jug (laughs) um no it's it's best honestly it's best to stick to the recipe but in like there's there's things like Often I get emails like, do you use salted or unsalted butter? Right. Or I have a uh, member of my family who needs low sodium. Mm-hmm. Can I make these cookies without salt? You can make any recipe without salt. Salt is not going to make or break your recipe. Got it. It's for flavor. Yeah. It's not, that's not a part of the, of the, the math it problem. It won't like ruin no. anything. Okay. But, um, so it's just about flavor. So if you, if you, um, want to cut down on the salt, mm-hmm. do use uh, unsalted butter. I use it because it's more flavor, but you know, it's, it's totally preference. Okay. Well, that's good to know, but maybe not so much sugar, but salt. Yes. Yeah. Our last one is from Pandalove918 on Instagram. This is also a question I have, so I'm, you know, I'm also asking this. How do I stop my cakes from getting too brown when they bake? And also too brown and then raw, like not all the, like. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that in there for anyone else listening who has the same issues. I think that's quite specific, Gina. (laughs) Um, that's your oven. Yeah, that's my oven. That's your oven. So when that happens, cover your cake with foil. Okay. And let it bake, um, covered. So okay. you'll still continue to cook the inside and not continue to brown the outside. And so that is a good way to stop the browning. That's the best way the for foil. her to stop the browning. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your like? How long can you do that for? You can do it like twenty minutes, half an hour. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah you can do it a long time. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't put, but don't put it on first and then take it off. Yeah. Uh, get the color if, if you get your do your cake a good color if it feels like it's getting now getting too brown or you whatever and um, take it out put foil on it pop it back in for the oh, remaining wow. time and also it will cook a little bit faster because now you're retaining the heat right in between the aluminum foil, foil and the cake huh love that trick i that's what i did wrong with my brownies yesterday that's what you did wrong with your brownies really <laughs> yep gina you have to bring me some of these brownies no you don't want them trust me <laughs> but i will um, all right, I think that's all we have for today. It was a very cake-heavy episode, it but was. I didn't hate it. 
No, I really liked it. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. Gina, I want to say we should have said something up front, but yes. um, over the uh, past few weeks, we've gotten emails okay. um, about the podcast, Need yes. to Know, Not Being On, uh-huh. and uh, we got messages on social media and really nice notes from people. And uh, just so you know, we did see them yeah. and we're kind of getting back on track for 2022, but um, Need to Know is definitely a part of that roadmap. So no, it's really, I'm really excited. Thank you everybody who yeah, has Yeah, we subscribed. appreciate you guys for listening and yeah, sending in your questions. Mm-hmm. And let Gemma know if you want to see a call on the caterpillar cake. I think I'm going to do that. Just got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as always, send your questions into us on Bigger Boulder Baking or Need to Know Instagrams for any questions you have for Gemma. And you guys have a chance to be featured on the podcast. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazil. And you can find Gemma. Gemma at um, Bigger Boulder Baking on all social media and on Instagram, Gemma underscore Stafford. Yay. Awesome. See you guys next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Gina.